Hello, hello. Welcome to the very first Bell and D YouTube true crime podcast. Welcome, welcome. Yay! I'm so excited that we are doing this. We've been friends for a long time and literally ever since we met, we connected with true crime stories yeah basically what we were thinking is that we're gonna do like a girls night very casual make some drinks and chill and talk true crime mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're gonna have a special drink for each video and Annabelle is our drink connoisseur we over might here. We have the same drink for every video because this is good. I will not be it mad really at that. It really is so good. It really is. Tell us what it is. So it is coffee, oatmeal, something. So you just take hey, regular again. Take some brown <laughs> sugar water, cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla, and heat that up to make like a brown sugar simple syrup. Shake that in a shaker, that simple syrup with espresso, peanut butter whiskey, you do a shot of each, you shake it up real good over some ice, and then put oat milk in it. So yeah, good. So good. This is probably one of the top drinks I've ever had in my entire oh, life. And I drink a lot in my I just life. stopped drinking espresso, maybe. <laughs> I know, it's like 2 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> Yikes. I'll be wired until oh tomorrow. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll be wired until like 10 a.m. When I really need to be on my shit on a Monday morning, then I'll just fucking like, crash. crash. It's worth it though, you guys. It's this so drink good. is delicious. But anyways, cheers to girls night. Cheers. Sunday fun day. Okay. Mm. Let's talk about today's story though, because it hits really close to home, especially for you. Yeah. So my mother-in-law is actually the one who told me about this because the murderer in this story is her cousin. Yeah. I know. Wow. <laughs> okay. So what happened? So this guy, Andrew Cantu, which is the distant cousin, we'll call him. Very, um, very distant. Very distant cousin. He was convicted of fatally stabbing three people and then setting their house on fire. It was in June 11th, 1990. This guy, Cantu, and two of his associates. Cantu cuts a hole off the window, out the screen in the back. He crawls in and stabs these three people, Jean, Helen, and Billy and Helen were married. They were 64. And then Billy was Jean's brother, I believe, and he was 60. So the two associates say that by the time they crawled into the hole Cantu had cut out, after him, he was already like stabbing. He ransacked the house looking for money and jewelry and stuff. And I guess they didn't find what they were looking for. I don't know even if they took anything, but they left there, stabbed to death lit the house on fire and took off. As they drove away, Cantu ordered Flores to get rid of the knife. Flores was one of the guys that was there with him. Mm -hmm. He threw the murder weapon out of the car window and a woman found it while mowing her lawn. So they clearly had a really good case on Andrew Cantu. Like there is no way. The two guys that were with him testified against him for a plea deal. Seems pretty open to shut, right, right? right? Like burglary gone wrong. He, you know. But he what was, was the motive? Exactly. 
Like, Why that did seems a little this? excessive, right? Yeah. If there was a burglary gone wrong, like, you didn't have to stab these people to death. like Or light their home on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it didn't have to go that far. Why did it go that far, you know? Yeah. Let me tell you why. Gregory Summers, who was actually... He was their kid. He was their son. Yes. Gregory Summers ended up hiring Andrew Cantu to murder his adoptive parents and his uncle because of $24,000 in life insurance money. Keenan Wilcox actually called in a tip saying that Gregory Summers had actually asked him to do the job first for how much? $10,000, right? $10,000, yeah. He said he had come to him with the exact same proposal. Summers had come to him and said, hey, if you kill my parents and uncle, light my house on fire, there'll be money waiting for you there. You can get in, you could take money and jewelry from there. And then whenever I get the insurance money for the house, I'll give you $10,000. And it's so sad because these parents had adopted Gregory at three weeks old took care of him his whole life, gave him a good life. Those were his parents. Those were his parents. And from our research, it basically just a backstory of Gregory is that he was always given everything he wanted all the time, never heard the word no, and, you know, just grew up obviously to be a selfish, terrible, terrible person. Yeah. And it seemed like, like, lately his dad was starting to get tired of his antics. They were always having to give him money. He was always throwing fits, getting mad if he didn't get what he wanted. And it seemed like his dad was slowly starting to finally cut him off at this point. So that's when he really seems like was, like, ready to be done with them and just get their money. When we were researching, I was very curious, like, how did they know each other? Like, how did Summer's gonna contact with Cantu? Yeah. yeah. Basically, Cantu had worked for the dad, Gene, and so that's how Gregory knew Cantu. Okay. And so whenever the first guy that he approached said no, mm-hmm. then he went to this guy, which, you know, Andrew Cantu wasn't like the most law-abiding citizen, you know, he was on parole, so he kind of targeted someone, obviously, Mm -hmm. who... That he knew what, you know. Yeah, didn't have anything to lose, Mm -hmm. really. Just to give you a little more perspective into how Gregory Severs was, funeral director said that after he gave him his mother's wedding ring, Mm -hmm. you know what this dude tried to do with that wedding ring? Oh my god, what? Try to trade it for Rottweiler. Oh my gosh, like a family heirloom for a dog. <laughs> the detective was like, so he loves his mom so... Anyone would be like, he loves his mom so much, but he's trading her... Like, there's something off here. Right, that obviously, obviously like, yeah. piqued the investigator's yeah. interest yeah. into this guy. He always was 
claiming that he was innocent, that he had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. But also during the investigation, they did see that he had already collected some insurance money from their grandma's yes, house being yes, set yes. on fire mm -hmm. and also a vehicle. So he already kind of had that in his head. And yeah, obviously it was too... Yeah. Of, like, collecting insurance stuff. He probably started those fires too. Yeah, he probably I mean, did. Mm-hmm. Another one of those stories of, you know, how can I collect life insurance money, which unfortunately happens way too often. But on top of the life insurance money, he clearly was trying to get insurance money from the home, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. So... Um, it turns out that he didn't end up having the $10,000 in the home like he had told Andrew Cantu. So at the end of the day, he didn't even get any of that money either. His friends ended up ratting him out. There were 70 witnesses at trial against Gregory Summers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's what I read. Cool. 70 witnesses. So this I mean, guy... That, that's not like usual right that's not, that's a lot right I feel like that's a lot it says about 70 witnesses testified for the prosecution at summer's trial oh yeah because they oh no this would have been a Cantu's trial because a neighbor even said that i mean maybe it all happened too fast but the neighbor was like oh yeah i saw three guys walking towards their house and i saw the shiny knife in one of their hands through the street lamp or the oh street. Oh my god. He was executed too, right? Yes, they both were executed. Cantu was executed first. I think he was in 1999. And then uh, Gregory Summers was executed in 2006. Mm -hmm. Even right before they put him to, I was gonna say put him to sleep. But that's basically what they yeah, do. Yeah, that's though. what I couldn't say. I was like, that's what I was gonna say. Euthanize that he's not a dog. It's only for dogs, right? He kind of is a dog though. Touche. Even when they were going to execute him, it says that he offered no statement. It says Brenda Steen was quoted saying, she lost her aunt and two uncles, so she was related to them. She said, from the time they adopted him, he always had what he wanted when he wanted it. He never knew what no meant until he got older. They loved Greg and they overlooked a lot of things they probably shouldn't have. That is so sad. Like just parents loving their children. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you took the time and the energy to go adopt someone and give them a better life mm -hmm. and they do that. It's so sad. That brings us to the end of today's true crime story. We will leave the drink recipe down in the description box below. Go try it out for yourself. It really didn't take any time at all to make. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just a whip and a shake and a pour and mm -hmm. so good. Yeah, you're basically already making coffee. I'm like tempted to make this every morning mm -hmm. <laughs> honestly mm -hmm. this is the best coffee that i've had in it a has long a time lot of brown sugar in it though <laughs> like a lot yeah but so does the one from starbucks true touche so you know if i can have a little whiskey with <laughs> my brown sugar yeah i'm good with that mm. thanks for hanging out cheers cheers to girls night be sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you have any recommendations on true crime stories, 
leave that in the comments below. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.